Paul is standing before a fancy council in the Areopagus. Today's fancy council might be the Senate or the CDC or the mayor's office. And Paul knows how to capture an audience. He affirms their religiosity, strokes their egos, but then shakes up their understanding of religion and God. I hate to tell you, he says, but God doesn't live in shrines made by human hands. God is such that she wants to be searched for and groped for and found. And maybe you're not looking in exactly the right places. God, Paul reminds us, is not far from any one of us. We're worshiping away from the shrine of Middle Church right now. We're away from other things that become shrines in our lives as well. Work offices, schools, bars, Broadway, our routines. And houses of worship all across the country are asking, asking and wrestling with similar questions. When do we reopen? When can we be together again? Who's at risk if we re reopen? Who's missing out while we're not open? Can we make it financially if we continue to be church in this way? Well, at the heart of these questions, at least at some level, is the desire to commune with one another and to rehearse the reign of God together, as Jackie likes to say. We do have to stop and ask the question, what do we think God is not accomplishing right now? Even if we never get to darken the door of a mosque or temple or church again, what is it that God is not accomplishing right now? And as Paul so challenged the Areopagus, I so challenge us today to rethink something of the nature of God. And we can do that by asking this simple fundamental question. What if God is still here doing God's things right now? And even further, what if we believed that God, even amidst this horrific pandemic, is still good? There are so many things we don't know. And so we resonate with the Greeks in attempting to build shrines to unknown gods, we don't know how long this will last, if we're going to be able to pay rent, how many more people will die, how much longer we can make it through remote learning. We don't know. And yet, we are good to ask the question, what if God is still here? And what if God is still good even now? And if God is not in the shrines, if God is not somewhere closed off in middle church or in some other house of worship, then where is God? God is right here, family. For in God, we live and move and have our being, Acts reminds us. And that's the sermon that I needed to hear this week. God is right here. Are you listening to her, Amanda? Do you believe that God is still showing up 
in your tiny apartments, in your Zoom meetings, in the wines of the kindergartner who needs something to eat for the 20 hundredth time. And on the other hand, many of us are sheltering in place alone. Do you believe that God is there too, inside of you? I've been sheltering in place with a large family, including my mother, who has proven to be as essential and a worker as there is. But even though I was seeing God in the faces of my kids and my mom and in the grace that everyone was giving me, I wasn't stopping to listen to the God within me. I wasn't giving myself space to close the door, to go to the closet and to listen to what God was trying and is always trying to say to me and us. A few weeks ago, I had a miscarriage. I didn't tell anyone at work about it and pushed through. That sure wasn't listening to the God inside of me. That was bowing to the shrines of capitalism, sexism, and white supremacy that tell a different story about who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to show up and have worth and productivity in this world. My body caught up with me and I had to eventually have a procedure to stop the bleeding. I had to stop. I was forced to stop. I had to rest. I had to come to grips with the literal God inside of me pouring out saying, enough. You're not taking care of yourself. And I've asked you to cast your burdens upon me. You're not being honest about what you need. And I've modeled Sabbath for you. You're not taking the time to grieve a life lost. And yet the Holy Scriptures are full of lament. I imagine that each one of us have not listened to the God inside of us at some point. I imagine that we've looked for that fancy counsel, the place to distance ourselves from an intimate conversation and relationship with the holy. Rowan Williams reminds us that we shall not find life by refusing to let go of our precious protected selves. Now that's a word. So my prayer for us today, my prayer for me today, is that we stop making shrines. We stop forgetting, we stop intellectualizing God and our faith and putting it somewhere out there. My prayer is that we stop forgetting that God lives inside each one of us. And that we start understanding and knowing God by spending time listening to our very selves. Knowing God means knowing ourselves. And when we get to know that God, that part of ourselves that's vulnerable and honest and hard to sit with, that part of ourselves that often stands in contrast and dissonance, with the shrines of the world, 
When we get to know that self, that's God. And when we can share that self with the world, that's how we rehearse the reign of God together. Can you find time today to listen to the God within you? They're there. Can you find time today to be honest about what you need? Rest is a liberation practice. So says, ironically, one of my favorite Instagram accounts, the nap ministry. Let's rest today. Believing that the God within us is most holy at work when we are rested and listening. Let's start believing that the force we need to make it through this pandemic lives within each of us, but requires us to be honest with ourselves first and then with one another. Let's start believing that knowing God, finding God means knowing and finding ourselves.